I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy come to the friend zone. And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy friends is the best idea of all time hello and welcome along to a very special friend zone as we celebrate celebrate <laughs> i think not we're celebrating a very important and auspicious day uh on planet earth here it is august the 19th aka the calendar birthday of one tim bat Woo! happy birthday my friend Thank you, Guy. Can I ask Here you a I question? Mm-hmm. Can you think of any better way to spend the waning hours of your birthday than catching up with me and anyone who so happens to be listening via Skype? There's literally nowhere I'd rather be. That is flattering. What did you do today? Did you have a cake? No. Did you have some breakfast? No. Oh, no. Did you eat lunch? Um, what did I eat? No, I had noodles. <laughs> what a, a nondescript time? Yeah, I had noodles at about three. Well, I had a shake. I had a smoothie. Ah, oh, that's right. You're a big, you're a big uh, liquid food guy now, eh? Yeah, I'm all about it. How are uh, you looking? Almost exclusively, I've turned into a liquid guy. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Are you in, do you feel stuff. like you're in uh, physically good nick because of this dietary change? Um, the liquidity has allowed me to get into places that I couldn't before. Um, not nice. places like a like a nightclub or anything like that. No. Crannies and nooks. Yeah, yeah, like a rat. Yeah, but even more um, small even, and difficult no places. Way. You know, you know, a rat can fit into a hole the size of its nose. Really? Did you know? Yeah, yeah. Because they can elongate their spines, so they can. That's why they, you know, that's why they come out of seemingly nowhere. Because they that's can, like, their body just shrinks through the hole until they get through it, and then it becomes regular size again. They're like the squids of New York. <laughs> squids of New York is a great name for a movie. Um, hey, I miss you, Tim. It's so nice to be talking with you. It's great to uh, talk to you too. I am in Edinburgh. Yeah. As well, you might know. Uh, I've been having a good time representing the, the almighty boys 
here on the streets of Scotland. I've been doing my show every night. And, uh, you know, every night without fail, someone will say, you're a real piece of shit, Guy Montgomery, and it makes my heart sing. <laughs> uh, what a legacy fact, I've left in your career. Yeah, if nothing else. And truly, I mean, it, it won't just be me holding down the, the cold, hard streets of the United Kingdom shortly. Tim, will it? You'll be with me. Indeed Brothers so. Brothers in arms. In fact, this might be the moment when we reveal to the world our intentions to be wed oh. to four films in one day. That's right. We were slightly apprehensive to whip the scab off a new season, and understandably so. So what have we done? We have built ourselves an absolute <laughs> shitter of a day, essentially. It's a real so, task. So we'll on, just to zoom out for one second, we're coming to London. If you haven't heard the news, we're coming to London, and you simply must join us. We're going to be playing it. King's Place, um, uh, King, which seems... the King's Hall, or in King's Cross. It's I for think the it's London Pop- King's Place, isn't it? Well, yeah, uh, um, you might be right, but it's for the London Podcast Festival, and our specific show is taking place on the sixth of September. Um, and as a special event, as Tim has said, instead of watching one movie for the fifty-second time or anything like that. We're going to watch, well, actually, we're going to be watching four movies, in essence, for the 52nd time, aren't we? <laughs> yes. We wanted to do something special for our first ever European live show. Uh, I've never set foot on the continent before. I've never been to my ancestral home. So uh, we wanted to do something big, and we decided that big thing will be Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat locking themselves inside a hotel room and watching, in succession, each of the movies again, starting off with Grown Ups 2, heading into a tasty little bit of Sex in the City 2. Um, maybe we'll take a coffee break at that point because that feels like that's about <laughs> four hours right there staring at some content we don't particularly enjoy. And then uh, back into it for round two. Uh, we Are Your Friends will be paying our respects to Squirrel once again and uh, offering a Kleenex nice. to the crying DJ in the sky. <laughs> Most personal is friend dead. of the podcast, Squirrel. Yes. Uh, and, and then after that, we'll be watching Sex in the City, the first film, once more. Truly, as we say it out loud, <laughs> I <laughs> feel the weight of our decision and am yep. loaded with regret. However, very excited for a, a genuine intertextual assessment of these four films and uh, somewhat curious to see how they line up next to one another. Yeah, we, this is new territory. And much like the rat that is trying to burrow inside a hole you would think is too small for it, but actually is just the kind of spine-elongating task that a rat craves so much for they love a challenge. Guy has tried That's to right. worm his way out of doing this on the same day as the live show, and uh, I have gently tried to nudge us into the direction yeah. of doing it on the day of the live show because it feels more, well, A, more in keeping with the show and B, like I might have slightly more time to do fun things in London if we can whack oh, it all out inside a one-day container. That's what I'm looking for. There's your sinister ulterior motive. I was worried. Yeah. I was trying to quality control the show, but truth be told, I think you're right. I think it is in keeping with the spirit of the project that we should do these four things and then immediately roll onto the stage and mm-hmm. just lay... Uh, an hour and a half episode of oral shit in front of any Londoners, United Kingdom uh, podcast, you know, adjacent fans. So that is for everyone once more at uh, the King's Hall 
in King's Cross in London on Friday the 6th of September at 9.30pm. Please do join us as part of the London Podcast Festival. We are so excited to be going to England. There's a a link to all the tickets and stuff in the description of this here episode. We're very excited. I'm excited to be in London for um, entirely too small an amount of time to, uh, you know, ordinarily justify such a huge flight. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. People have been very incredulous when I give them the the timings. I said, how long are you in London for, Tim? And I said, six days. And they said, you know, it takes sort of 18 hours to get to London from New Zealand. And I said, yes, for I have booked my tickets. Do you know? They said, all right. The thing with some people, Tim, is they just aren't as good as others. And these people... They don't get it. They they simply don't get it. Everyone looks at those 18 hours of travel as, as lost time or wasted time. I genuinely am never really more at peace than I am in the skies. Yeah. Final rest, uh, resting place, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. And a great, a great place to watch uh, films of your own choosing. Maybe for the first time. Maybe for the second. I've got to read uh, a book. Oh, nice. Well, actually, this, that I actually bought. This is perfect because the first message I have is from uh, a writer named Matt. And they've opened by saying, uh, I, Boys, I, I heard Tim is reading How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Hmm. And as a quick aside, I actually bought that book on my Kindle last night. I'm going to catch up with you, Tim. I'm going to read it too. Uh, I heard Tim is reading How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Trippy stuff. You've both been talking about how the series of The Worst Study of All Time brings about meditative states, and it's got me wondering, should you watch a trippier movie? If you watched Waking Life or Enter the Void 52 times, would you just straight up transcend? What would happen? And then which of these... Uh, would you watch 52 times and a link to the IMDb page for top 150 trippy psychedelic movies? It's um, that's an interesting theory. I mean, I haven't really watched a lot of... Probably The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus is like one of the most trippy movies I remember watching. What about you, Tim? Uh, Guy, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Everything you said then I didn't hear... Um, the internet faded. I was getting a disturbed robotic series of noises. So I'm going to let you feel both the Q and the A attached to that. I realized they, I got enough information to hear that they were talking about the book I was reading, but I'm going to need to <laughs> let you answer uh, this one. Well, I, th- I think I have. In essence, it's just the suggestion that instead of smashing our head into a bad movie, a bad sort of blockbuster 52 times, you know, what What? What would be to happen if we watched a uh, trippy or psychedelic movie 52 times? I see. Hmm. A movie that, you know, around every corner we could find a new treat instead of literally scouring the same corners for the same old shit and deciding whether or not it's of different value to us. <laughs> um, so while we won't be pursuing that as a season of the podcast, it's certainly a useful link to have on hand the IMDb top 150 trippy psychedelic movies of all time. For those of you who are curious, the top 100 and the top movie is uh, called Fantastic Planet, released in 1973 on a faraway planet where blue giants rule oppressed humanoids rebel against their machine-like leaders. That sounds awesome. I want to watch that. Maybe I'll watch that on the plane. That's in French. Even better. Guy, I'd like uh, to throw a message at you. Wish you would. 
it's got a subject line which reads as follows an egregious omission Annie writes my dear frosty fellows I'm currently listening to episode 31 while boxing up my life to move house and I simply had to put a pause to both activities to write an email your esteemed guest PJ Harding pointed out something that you both picked up on momentarily, spun around and then placed back on the table of offerings without a second thought. And you were wrong. She mentioned in talking about her love of Steve that he resembled Stuart Little. Stuart Little, but ripped. Who pray tell is Stuart Little? A mouse. Who are the close cousins of mice? The rats, my good boys. The rats. The rats. Is Brady part human, part rodent? Does this explain his affinity with the sewers and world domination? I'm shocked that you could let these questions go unanswered. My best wishes in the trenches. We're all egging you on from the outside world. Say my name like you goddamn mean it. Your frosty friend, Annie Waters. Wow. Uh, Good email. Yeah. Not afraid to say that, you know, whether or not Steve is part mouse, that, you know, I guess... It feels like the sort of house where they wouldn't be afraid. You know, you got Magda in the mix to to muck around with DNA, with genetics. To maybe <laughs> what does that? Ma- what has Magda got to do with that? She's got sinister. She's got her own ulterior. You know, like everyone's everyone's in it for a reason, Tim. We what know do you that Magda's happening in, with Magda. We know that Magda's in cahoots with Brady. We do not know exactly uh, what this is born of or why, beyond just the sheer amount of time they wind up spending with each other. Hmm. I think Magda, I don't know how, but what I'm talking about is I'm talking about Magda finding a way to splice in embryo Brady's genes with those of rats and mice. And then whenever she takes him to the bathroom to help him, you know, do his business or whatever, she's, that's, that's when she sort of seeds a lot of her propaganda for having she's to overthrow writing, the human empire. Writing her, uh, her zine of mice and men. That's right. Hey, literary is that, reference. Is that Steinbeck or Updike? Uh, Steinbeck, I think. I think I read that book. It was fine. It's very short. Um, you can knock I've, it out on an 18-hour flight. Better than anything I've written. Um, <laughs> kia ora, my fine boys. I'd just like to send a quick message to say how much I appreciate the shout-outs to your one libertarian listener this season. I'm not a libertarian... <laughs> I work for a libertarian organization and oh, no. a libertarian conference just last month listening to you acknowledge that listener. Please don't stop the shout outs. Please don't say, please don't say my name if you haven't written a friend. Working for libertarians isn't a great way to keep friends as a lefty. Lol. From your one libertarian associated listener. XO. XO. Well, in all, in well, all my David, days, it's great yeah. to hear from you. In all my days and years of harping on about our one libertarian listener, never did I think a genuine libertarian adjacent listener would come across our tracks. Can you call <laughs> someone a libertarian if they're working for the cause, even if they may not agree with all the ideology themselves? I think they still count if they're furthering it. I guess so. I mean, you know, every this is not quite the same thing, but every dollar you spend is a dollar invested into the sort of world you want to live in. And I guess every dollar you earn, ah, people have just got to get their, get that paper though, don't they? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's overly simplistic, that view. Yeah, it's a tricky one. But um, 
We appreciate your correspondence, Michael. And, uh, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid to try and take that place from the inside out. <laughs> um, we, of course, wish ACT nothing but the best in the forthcoming election. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective, professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. The North School of All Time. Oh, I like that. And time is spelt like the herb. Um, Lucas writes to the boys, Timp and Gua. Dear boys, I went to a teeny tiny liberal arts school in a teeny tiny town called Marlborough, Vermont. The school was called Marlborough College. It was founded by Robert Frost and some of his friends, probably as a tax dodge. That remains, it remains pretty dodgy in a lot of ways. Um, I just let's say this is the email, not what we're saying. Don't sue us. When I went there, there were about 150 students. So uh, it's very small. I recently heard about some of our notable alumni, which include one, Ted Levine, the guy in Silence of the Lambs who says, was she a great, big, fat person? And, this is the part you'll be interested in, one Pastor Chris North. While he was there, he built a cabin in the woods with his own two manly arms. I've been inside it too, but I had no idea it was built by Mr. Big himself. You know, I've been thinking, it's funny that such a small school had a student who was so... Um, big? Ha! <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I mean, after all, 
He was the big guy in the sex movie, right? Best, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas has uh, provided they, them pronouns. Thank you for that as we answer this. What an interesting fact about our beloved Pastor Noth. Yeah, I really, uh, I love that. I fucking love that he built something with his bare hands, you know. That is outside of my competence or ability, but I love knowing that there are, you know, there are people who who can do that stuff, people who would survive in an apocalypse. It makes a bit of sense because it's that kind of can-do attitude which will either get a cabin built single-handedly or start a congregation, or both if you wait long enough. Yeah, yeah. if you build it, they will come. Hey, Tim, exactly. which of us do you think would survive for longer in an apocalypse, a nondescript apocalypse? Um, we, we're not allowed to work together. We have to work independently. Hmm. So we're both alive, but it's every man for themselves. Yeah. You've stumped me with that one, Monty. I am going to edge towards you, not by heaps, but I think you've got a little bit more perhaps physical prowess. Mm, curious. Which I think would yeah. come into play a lot more in an apocalyptic oh, situation. Yeah. People like to pretend it's all plans and bloody, uh, what are they called? Go bags or whatever, yeah. you know? But you it's know all the survival truth, shit. The truth is, it's, it's fucking, it's all, you know, all bets are off. Tim knows. Tim knows the stuff, you guys. So don't think you're going to catch him out in an apocalypse because he's, he's ready. What do you uh, think? Well, I thought you, but then... And hearing you say me, I thought, yeah, he's right, it's me. Uh, (laughs) Timber and Flash Freeze, my frosty friends. I realize this message will likely get buried in the sands of time and not be super relevant when you read it. (laughs) I love that. But (laughs) I just listened to Friendzone Ep 84, where you talk about Grown Ups 4 happening before Grown Ups 3 and how movies have never done that. Well, you're right. It doesn't typically happen. It has been done by the franchise Thanks Killing. Thanks Killing is a B-grade horror movie about a witty pun-filled turkey who kills university kids on their way home from school for Thanksgiving break. The next movie to be released was Thanks Killing 3, in which our favourite killer turkey, Turkey, has to find the last remaining copy of Thanks Killing 2, which had been destroyed for being too terrible of a film. Not sure if you chilly (laughs) chums are into B-grade horror, but the first one is definitely worth a watch. The third... Not so much. Anywho, not sure why I thought there was information you should have, but I did. And now you have it. I'm saddened I couldn't get out to a live show, but I can't wait to listen to them when they come out. Have a safe trip across America. Much love, Jake. Uh, that does sound like a suitably lousy premise for a film. And I do love that idea of uh, non-sequential sequels. Yeah. It's playing with the form, isn't it? Which I always enjoy. I have, you've probably uh, picked up me tapping on my keyboard. I'm on the Wikipedia page for Thanks Killing. Hell of a poster. Really harkens back to those 80s horror films. Um, And it says up the top, just above the film's title, Warning, boobs in the first second. And it says starring Turkey. And it's got a terrifying profile shot of this hideous fucking berg. And it says, gobble, gobble, motherfucker. (laughs) I like that. Keep things I simple. Like I like that too. Yeah. Gobble gobble motherfucker is beyond thanks killing. 
a pretty pretty handy line to have up your sleeve. It seems overly sexual, actually. This I would say this is the first line of the plot synopsis. At the first Thanksgiving in 1621, a topless pilgrim is slain with a, tam- to- a, to- a tomahawk, wielded by an evil demonic turkey, which quips, "Nice tits, bitch." I don't know. I was on board, and now suddenly I'm off board. Well, yeah, these B-grade films—they run hot and cold. Yeah. Um, you got anything over there, my friend, my Thanks esteemed so associate, my colleague, my love? We've got a communique from a friend. Wait, mm. unless it's just... Oh, no, it's a crazy coincidence. Oh, no, I've read their name wrong. <laughs> this is a message that has accompanied a beautiful donation uh, to the to the troop fund. 25 US dollars, guy. Fucking oh. healthy. Thank you very much, Richie. Um, it's been way too long since I supported the troops. Apologize. Ap- apologize. No, apologies, you good, kind, silly, silly boys. I especially feel <laughs> go guilty. Back to, go back to demanding <laughs> us to apologize. Apologize, you good, <laughs> kind, silly, silly boys. I especially feel guilty as I was asked last week how those guys make money. And I said, uh, they get by. <laughs> they aren't losing money or anything. <laughs> <laughs> then Tim released the truth in episode 39, and boy, did I feel guilty. The same person who asked you about making money asked about any other podcast you did, and I told them about Till Death Do Us Blart. And she proceeded to tell me, after a fit of laughter, that she ran the premiere for that abomination. Oh, of the movie, it must oh, be. Oh, wow. She, she said it was the strangest event she ever worked at. Paul Blart arrived with an army of mall cops on segways, to the movie theatre, a truly mental spectacle. Her final comment was, he is an unfunny odd man. Thanks, boys. May the latest round of self-harm end soon for your mental health. If you were actually making money, I'd suggest everyone listening donate uh, to their chosen mental health charity, but it sounds like this should be the boys directly. Um, and then there's a word which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim as Gaelic because I don't recognise it. It's S A, uh, sorry, S L A N, but the A has like a kind of a macron y thing on the top of it. So yeah. it's like slan. Richie in Ireland. Yeah, I'd say, I reckon Gaelic is a really good guess there given the surrounding information. And I think you did a good job of reading it. Thank you. Thanks, Richie, yeah. for the contribution. That's very kind. Yeah. No one need feel guilty about, you know, giving or not giving us money. Just. You know, listen to your heart. When he's calling for you. Um, now, this correspondence, initially it begins with uh, the writer telling us that they're going to see us in Portland. Uh, and it's very celebratory and jocular tone, suggesting we meet for a drink, which I hope we did. Um, and then in the, there's sort of a, a second half of it, which says, also as a note about the most recent ep at the time, 49, you ask Guy what it is he thinks you two are training for when watching a movie so many times over. And it called to mind a book where your training would come very much into play. You'd found yourself in the same unfortunate scenario as the book's characters. The book is called The Drive-In by Joe R. Lansdale. In short, mm. victims of this drive-in are all trapped for what appears to be eternity, being subjected to the same Friday night movie marathon endlessly. Chaos ensues... I feel you boys might get some enjoyment out of the book. Uh, thank you, Ethan. I will say this. I mean, if ever there was a target demo for a book with such a specific premise, 
We exist yeah. squarely inside of that. It sounds like a cool plot. I like the idea of um, Limbo being a drive-in cinema situation. I always feel like we should have been asked as researchers to assist with the the writing of the book or just, you know, t- to know in truth what might happen to people in this circumstance. I mean, we are I the preeminent experts in the world about this. Yeah. I mean, drive-ins are pretty old, so the book might be going back a ways. Hard to say. Historians debate to this day what came first, worst idea or at the drive-in. Wait, what was it called? That's the band. Tell me a joke. Why don't polar bears get married? They all have tall feet. She's, her timing's not great though, because you got to wait a beat at least, you know. I know. Comedy yeah, you is don't timing. Get a, yeah, there's no uh, give and take. You don't get to uh, ask or answer the question back. Mm. She just rolls straight through. Still though, Why not could, bad gear. Well, I've been op- yeah. I've been opening all of my I've been opening all of my shows with jokes told to me by Google. Oh really? Do they change? No, or is it all the same true. one? No, they change. She's full of jokes, mate. She's got literally the entirety of the internet to support her. Has it ever seen her go wrong? Has she bombed? Uh, never to me. To other people in the house, they don't think she's as funny, but I guess they just don't know her like I do. <laughs> I'm worried about you out there, bud. Um, Marie writes, I'm, hey. I'm going great. <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know that in an effort to support you, my partner and I sat and watched Sex in the City, the movie. I know. Don't know what we were thinking. It was beyond the worst. Thank you for all you do. That's from Marie. Oh. <laughs> um, I, did, you, did you feel it? Do you feel support coming from people if they just watched the films? Yeah, well... Yeah, Alice is... I'm living with Alice Sneddon here of Bonus of the Heart fame, and she watched... In this instance, I didn't feel supported. She watched Sex in the City 2 in the lounge. <laughs> and although it was not, it was impossible for it not to feel like a personal attack. <laughs> and when she started doing it, I said, Alice, don't do this. Yeah. And she did it anyway and ignored me. And then, like, she watched it... <laughs> She watched it over multiple nights in sort of 10, 15-minute increments because that's all she could handle. That's very funny. Had the nerve to message me being like, hey, guy, this movie, it's bad. (laughs) 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 Who does she think she is? Yeah, I told you. Um, uh, We tried to warn everyone. (laughs) This is a very, very exciting piece of uh, correspondence, Tim. Was it? Hold on. Wasn't even... Alice was on that season. Yeah, She's she seen it with us. Yeah. You know, I digress. It's, um, it's actually a very good gag at your expense, and I am very pro it. So a guy called Dave has written saying, Fellas, fellas, glad to know you're interested in my exciting business opportunity and understand the lack of need for con- conventional film structure in the GU4CU, Grown Ups 4 Cinematic Universe. I've been spitballing some ideas and working hard on the script, getting into the characters and doing some deep dives into their lives, really feeling this one out. Anyway, I reckon I've nailed it. Here is the first draft. Why do I get the feeling that Dave is a guy who does a lot of stretches that like project his balls into a crowd, you know, really like thrusts his hips forward? 
That's that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from this dude. Or uh, the short shorts. He said, I'll, here's the first draft. I'll accept criticisms, but not edits. Very confident. And the file title is Very Confidential Grown Ups 4 script for making the movie Grown Ups 4. Let me know <laughs> when you want to start filming. So I'm going to click on the, the hyperlink here. And the front page says, Grown Ups 4 by, say my name, Dave McCarthy. Executive producers, Timbo, Monty, The Knife, maybe Sando, <laughs> if he's keen. I like page this. one. Fade in. Fade out. <laughs> page two. The end. Wait, what? <laughs> How is that a page? <laughs> <laughs> They've literally formatted it so... There's the title page, then it says at the top left corner, fade in, the bottom right hand corner, fade out, and then a fresh page to say, the end. <laughs> oh, Dave, you've done it again. You've done it again. What a legend. That's very good. Timothy writes to us, and he says, um, and he actually contributed, Guy, are you listening? Yeah, I'm fucking listening. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. 30 US dollars, my dude, my he's man. put in the fund. Timothy writes, found a continuity error for Sex in the City. Sent you a message on Facebook with the scoop. Um, that was in May, so I reckon we've probably covered it. Uh, his name's Tim Chapman. Um, well, Tim, thank you for your steely eye and generous wallet. Yeah. Oh, what's going on here? I've got a few emails in a row from this person. What's happening? (laughs) The latest communique is simply uh, a screenshot of a headline from the New York Times with a big red ring around it that's been added saying, rats are taking over New York City. Very scary stuff. Thank you, Jack. New York is constantly on the precipice of being under the, the rule of rats. And I, for one, love it. Hiya, Timbo and Guy Guy. It was lovely meeting you both at the LA live show and discussing potential conspiracies with Tim Ree, the closure of the Sewers Museum in Paris. Brady's new mm. European headquarters? Or perhaps YouTube Red's secret studio for filming its stolen series on method film reviewing. Mm. Anyways, I meant <laughs> to tell Tim about a kindred spirit of his, but it must have slipped my mind due to my being so starstruck and all. So I thought I'd tweet it to you. But then I remembered my Twitter's been suspended for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> the best Judah, people due to a Mabim Bam tweet gone wrong apparently <laughs> mentioning certain Apple executives proclivity to beating up iPhones yes that's right beating up inanimate cellular devices constitutes hate speech and promoting violence seeing <laughs> as okay. I refused to delete the tweet on principle I was forced to resort to Facebook so without further ado Canuck the knife wielding crow and then we've got a YouTube link and two story links to uh, a bird, a crow, called Canuck, who uh, lives in Canada and flies around with a knife. Oh, this is... If you thought I wasn't going to Google this immediately, you'd be fucking mistaken because uh, I've got well, while, a YouTube video in front of me. <coughs> while you pull that up, I'll finish reading. It says, also, in case you ever doubt the many contributions you two have made to the greater good... Just know that amateur crossword puzzlers everywhere would have been well served by your podcast. Please see a screenshot. <laughs> Best of luck in all your future endeavours. Stay sane, you little brave bo- you brave brave boys. Lily, on the off chance you're still doing friend zones, feel free to say my name. Uh, I mean, so as you, what were you laughing at, Tim? Uh, stories are fucking beat up, but there is a good 
there's a very <laughs> there's a good photo of the crow stealing a serrated knife, which is always good to see. Um, but then I think while the news crew were reporting on it, the crow appears to have come back, and I, I'm watching all this mute, so I'm guessing, and it's like fucking with their um, their wireless equipment, trying to steal aerials and stuff. It's good, brilliant. It's, it's a good time. Swoop me, swoop me, and the uh, the crossword, uh, the the clue for fifty five across was Carrie Bradshaw had one in Sex in the City. The answer is shoe fetish. Uh, hmm. I need to blow my goddamn nose. That's what I need to do. Oh, you're poorly, aren't you? You're not in a good way. I'm doing okay. I've been congested this entire fringe. Full disclosure, Guy, I did have a, um, a conversation, can't even remember who with recently, saying that you have a um, propensity to run yourself into the ground on these festivals. You just go so hard. You do your yeah. show every night. You generally do another show every night. You'll be doing bloody podcasts left, right, and centre. You You're gotta, everywhere. you got to take advantage of these opportunities. It's true. It's true, but you got to look after your health as well. Yeah, you do. you got to do two things at once. It's confusing. you got to do the, both of them. Um, have, you got, have you got a banger to take us out on, Tim? No, I'm putting the, um, putting the nail in the coffin. Here oh, and now, um, oh. there was something. Oh yeah! Uh, so just to let everyone know, because what's happening at the moment is the first season of Overlooked and Undercooked is uh, filling up in the feed, and some people were very confused. And to be honest, I probably should have put a little disclaimer on there, but I forgot before I left to go on holiday with my wife for a road trip. <clears throat> so. Um, I just thought it would be nice for those who hadn't heard it, or even some people who had but hadn't heard it for a while, to get a load of season one of Overlooked and Undercooked. A season two hopefully will be coming out um, pretty hot off the tail of the first season. Um, we we recorded half of the season, and then we ran out of time. <laughs> so we're going to probably need to do the other half um, while we're in London together, which will be fun and exciting so that's coming up could be so i hope you're enjoying that we really love that show it was so much fun to make it's so great having a a a different comedic voice on every episode and got to hang out with some really wonderful people and it's just it's mates you know it's mates being mates shitting on a dude hey apparently he's got a podcast did you see that monty yeah i did see someone reach out and say as much we should try and guest on that Schneider, yeah. Oh, I'd be fearful. Be very scared. It's called See What Happens. And there's a a news article from the 28th of June, 2019, saying actor and comedian Rob Schneider launches weekly podcast See What Happens. Rob Schneider's wife, Patricia Mayer, to co-host. So that would be as recent as a month and a half ago. I mean, this thing is in its infancy. We could really help out. We could bring some... Oh, has it only... It's only just started. Brand spanking, yeah. I didn't realise that. The weekly what, show so features occasional guests from the duo's Hollywood friends to their gardener while dissecting show business, their contrasting parenting methods, jokes, good food, philosophy, and more. Um, well, oh my God, the trailer's seven minutes. Oh man, it's got less than 500 views and it's on Rob Schneider's official YouTube channel. Well, <sighs> all of these are positive signs that this 
is gonna be a goodie <laughs> uh what's the top comment on here rob hilarious stuff i saw you years ago at sam's camera and you were tinkering with a large old school camera that was as big as you i wanted to say hello but didn't want to bother you all the best man what a great what a comment delightfully innocuous youtube comment oh boy that's that's good stuff um well, I guess that's that's it for for this friend zone for this very special birthday edition of the friend zone. Tim, I am so sorry I didn't send you a gift across seas, but when I do see you in uh, London town, I'll be sure to take you out for a lovely meal, a romantic treat, perhaps. And for I, those of you who want to catch wind of how that goes, please come along to our live podcast on the sixth of September at nine thirty p.m. as part of the London Podcast Festival. Thank you so much for corresponding with us. Sorry it's been a while between drinks. But we love the messages. Keep them coming. And uh, we'll be talking to you all once again very soon. Bye, folks. Well, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy come to the friend zone? And have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. Will Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.